Hey, 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 all right, chapter 18 here, and welcome back, everybody, to the Power of Your Subconscious Mind read-through with Mr. Douglas. We are making headway, final three chapters. This entitled, How Your Subconscious Removes Mental Blocks. And boy, have they built up for me over time. I've got basically a neighborhood. Look like Lego pieces that just don't fit together. Hey, let's see what we can do, Mr. Murphy style. Break down those blocks to see the vista beyond and all the opportunities that lie ahead for all of us. The solution lies within the problem. The answer is in every question. If you are presented with a difficult situation and you cannot see your way clear, the best procedure is to assume that infinite intelligence within your subconscious mind knows all and sees all, has the answer, and is revealing it to you now. Your new mental attitude that the creative intelligence is bringing about a happy solution will enable you to find the answer. Rest assured that such an attitude of mind will bring order, peace, and meaning to all your undertakings. Sit back and recline into the vibrating chair that is your subconscious mind. How to break or build a habit. You are a creature of habit. Don't I know it, spaghetti all the time? Habit is the function of your subconscious mind. You learn to swim, ride a bicycle, dance, and drive a car by consciously doing these things over and over again until they establish tracks in your subconscious mind. Then, the automatic habit action of your subconscious mind took over. This is sometimes called second nature, which is a reaction of your subconscious mind to your thinking and acting. You are free to choose a good habit or a bad habit. If you repeat a negative thought or act over a period of time, you will be under the compulsion of a habit. The law of your subconscious is compulsion. How he broke a bad habit. Mr. Jones said to me, after we were telling each other fairy tales, for those of you who remember the song, Mr. Jones and me. 90s. Mr. Jones said to me, An uncontrollable urge to drink seizes me, and I remain drunk for two weeks at a time. I can't give up this terrible habit. Time and time again, these experiences had occurred to this unfortunate man. He'd grown into the habit of drinking to excess. Although he had started drinking of his own initiative, he also began to realize that he could change the habit and establish a new one. He said that while through his willpower he was able to suppress his desires temporarily, his continued efforts to suppress the many urges only made matters worse. His repeated failures convinced him that he was hopeless and powerless to control his urge or obsession. This idea of being powerless operated as a powerful suggestion to his subconscious mind and aggravated his weakness 
making his life a succession of failures. I taught him to harmonize the functions of the conscious and subconscious minds. When these two cooperate, the idea or desire implanted in the subconscious mind is realized. His reasoning mind agreed that if the old habit or path or track had carried him into trouble, he could consciously form a new path to freedom, sobriety, and peace of mind. He knew that his destructive habit was automatic, but since it was acquired through his conscious choice, he realized that if he had been conditioned negatively, he also could be conditioned positively. As a result, he ceased thinking of the fact that he was powerless to overcome the habit. Moreover, he understood clearly that there was no obstacle to his healing other than his own thought. Therefore, there was no occasion for great mental effort or mental coercion. Right, lesson there. Just line up the conscious and subconscious. Know that you can carve yourself a path out of whatever you carved yourself a path into. And there's no real reason for great mental effort or mental coercion. Okie dokie, Joseph Murphy. The Power of His Mental Picture This man acquired a practice of relaxing his body and getting into a relaxed, drowsy, meditative state. Then he filled his mind with the picture of the desired end, knowing his subconscious mind could bring it about the easiest way. He imagined his daughter congratulating him on his freedom and saying to him, Daddy, it's wonderful to have you home. He had lost his family through drink. He was not allowed to visit them, and his wife would not speak to him. Regularly, systematically, he used to sit down and meditate in the way outlined. When his attention wandered, he made it a habit to immediately recall the mental picture of his daughter with her smile and the scene of his home, enlivened by her cheerful voice. All this brought about a reconditioning of his mind. It was a gradual process. He kept it up. He persevered knowing that sooner or later he would establish a new habit pattern in his subconscious mind. I told him that he could liken his conscious mind to a camera, that his subconscious mind was the sensitive plate on which he registered and impressed the picture. Huh, back when cameras had film and plates and stuff, I mean, that makes, yeah, works. This made a profound impression on him, and the whole aim was to firmly impress the picture on his mind and develop it there. Films are developed in the dark. Likewise, mental pictures are developed in the dark room of the subconscious mind. Focused Attention Realizing that his conscious mind was simply a camera, he used no effort. There was no mental struggle. He quietly adjusted his thoughts and focused his attention on the scene before him until he gradually became identified with the picture. He became absorbed in the mental atmosphere, repeating the mental movie frequently. There was no room for doubt that a healing would follow. When there was any temptation to drink, he would switch his imagination from any reveries of drinking bouts to the feeling of being at home with his family. He was successful because he confidently expected to experience the picture he was developing in his mind. Today, He's a president of a multi-million dollar concern and is radiantly happy. Multi-million dollar concern. Hold on one second. Ah, here we go. Noun, one, business concern. A commercial or industrial enterprise and the people who constitute it. 
He bought his brother's business, a small mom-and-pop business, a racially integrated business concern, a business, organization, or concern. Looks like it's just another term for business. It sounds so serious. Moving on. He said a jinx was following him. Mr. Block said that he had been making an annual income of $20,000, but for the past three months, all doors seemed to jam tightly. He brought clients up to the point where they were about to sign on the dotted line, and then at the 11th hour, the door closed. He added that perhaps a jinx was following him. In discussing the matter with Mr. Block, I discovered that three months previously had become very irritated, annoyed, and resentful toward a dentist who, after he had promised to sign a contract, had withdrawn at the last moment. He began to live in the unconscious fear that other clients would do the same, thereby setting up a history of frustration, hostility, and obstacles. He gradually built up in his mind a belief in obstruction and last-minute cancellations until a vicious circle had been established. What I fear most has come upon me. Mr. Block realized that the trouble was in his own mind and that it was essential to change his mental attitude. His run of so-called misfortune was broken in the following way. I realize I am one with the infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind, which knows no obstacle, difficulty, or delay. I live in the joyous expectancy of the best. My deeper mind responds to my thoughts. I know that the work of the infinite power of my subconscious cannot be hindered. Infinite intelligence always finishes successfully, whatever it begins. Creative wisdom works through me, bringing all my plans and purposes to completion. Whatever I start, I bring to a successful conclusion. My aim in life is to give wonderful service, and all those whom I contact are blessed by what I have to offer. All my work comes to fruition in divine order. Hey, that's a fantastic little mantra right there. I'm down. He repeated this prayer every morning before going to call on his customers, and he also prayed each night prior to sleep. In a short time, he had established a new habit pattern in his subconscious mind and he was back in his old accustomed stride as a successful salesman. Hey, and there it is again. Check it out first thing when you wake up. Check it out right before you go to sleep. How much do you want what you want? A young man asked Socrates how he could get wisdom. Socrates replied, Come with me. He took the lad to a river, pushed the boy's head under the water, held it there until the boy was gasping for air, then relaxed and released his head. When the boy regained his composure, he asked him, What did you desire most when you were underwater? I wanted air, said the boy. Socrates said to him, When you want wisdom as much as you wanted air, when you are immersed in the water, you will receive it. Okay, hardcore way to explain that point, but eh, point taken. Likewise, when you really have an intense desire to overcome any block in your life, and you come to a clear-cut decision that there is a way out, and that is the course you wish to follow, then victory and triumph are assured. If you really want peace of mind and inner calm, you'll get it, regardless of how unjustly you've been treated, or how unfair the boss has been, or what a mean scoundrel someone has proved to be. All this makes no difference to you when you awaken to your mental and spiritual powers. You know what you want, and you will definitely refuse to let the thieves 
thoughts of hatred, anger, hostility, and ill will rob you of peace, harmony, health, and happiness. You cease to become upset by people, conditions, news, and events by identifying your thoughts immediately with your aim in life. Your aim is peace, health, inspiration, harmony, and abundance. Feel a river of peace flowing through you now. Your thought is the immaterial and invisible power, and you choose to let it bless, inspire, and give you peace. Why he could not be healed. This is a case history of a married man with four children who was supporting and secretly living with another woman during his business trips. He was ill, nervous, irritable, and cantankerous. Is that a cool word? And he could not sleep without drugs. The doctor's medicine failed to bring down his high blood pressure of over 200. He had pains in numerous organs of his body, which doctors could not diagnose or relieve. To make matters worse, he was drinking heavily. The cause of all this was a deep unconscious sense of guilt. He had violated his marriage vows, and this troubled him. The religious creed he was brought up on was deeply lodged in his subconscious mind, and he drank excessively to heal the wound of guilt. Some invalids take morphine and codeine for severe pains. He was taking alcohol for the pain or wound in his mind. It was the old story of adding fuel to the fire. The Explanation and the Cure He listened to the explanation of how his mind worked. He faced his problem, looked at it, and gave up his dual role. He knew that his drinking was an unconscious attempt to escape. A hidden cause lodged in his subconscious mind had to be eradicated. Then, the healing would follow. He began to impress his subconscious mind three or four times a day by using the following prayer. My mind is full of peace, poise, balance, and equilibrium. The infinite lies stretched in my smiling repose within me. I am not afraid of anything in the past, the present, or the future. The infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind leads, guides, and directs me in all ways. I now meet every situation with faith, poise, calmness, and confidence. I am now completely free from the habit. My mind is full of inner peace, freedom, and joy. I forgive myself. Then I am forgiven. Peace, sobriety, and confidence reign supreme in my mind. He repeated this prayer frequently, as outlined, being fully aware of what he was doing and why he was doing it. Knowing what he was doing gave him the necessary faith and confidence. I explained to him that as he spoke these statements out loud, slowly, lovingly, and meaningfully, they would gradually sink down into his subconscious mind. Like seeds, they would grow after their kind. These truths on which he concentrated went in through his eyes, his ears heard the sound, and the healing vibrations of these words reached his subconscious mind and obliterated all the negative mental patterns which caused all the trouble. Light dispels darkness. The constructive thought destroys the negative thought. He became a transformed man within a month. Yeah, brah, no more side hose, come on. Refusing to admit it. If you're an alcoholic or drug addict, admit it. 
Do not dodge the issue. Many people remain alcoholics because they refuse to admit it. Your disease is an instability, an inner fear. You are refusing to face life, and so you try to escape your responsibilities through the bottle. As an alcoholic, you have no free will, although you think you have, and you may even boast about your will power. If you are a habitual drunkard and say bravely, I will not touch it anymore, you have no power to make this assertion come true, because you do not know where to locate that power. You are living in a psychological prison of your own making, and you are bound by your beliefs, opinions, trainings, and environmental influences. Like most people, you are a creature of habit. You're conditioned to react the way you do. Hey, and I'm, I'm happy to admit I have a conditioning where when the going gets bumpy, Doug goes and gets cheese. Ooh, and you know, like I said before, spaghetti is a definite go-to comfort food, but cheese, cheese. <laughs> I'm conscious of it, I admit. I lean on the cheese, which I will look forward to not doing anymore. I will continue on with the prescription Joseph Murphy gives us, and I look forward to not leaning in on my cheese addiction when uh, things get frustrating. Building in the idea of freedom. You can build the idea of freedom and peace of mind into your mentality so that it reaches your subconscious depths. The latter, being all-powerful, will free you from all desire for alcohol or cheese. Then you will have the new understanding of how your mind works and how you can truly back up your statement and prove the truth to yourself. 51% Healed If you have a keen desire to free yourself from any destructive habit, you are 51% healed already. When you have a greater desire to give up the bad habit than continue it, you will not experience too much difficulty in gaining complete freedom. Whatever thought you anchor the mind upon, the latter magnifies. If you engage the mind on a concept of freedom, freedom from the habit, and peace of mind, and if you keep it focused on this new direction of attention, you generate feelings and emotions which gradually emotionalize the concept of freedom and peace. Whatever idea you emotionalize is accepted by your subconscious and brought to pass. The Law of Substitution Realize that something good can come out of your suffering. You have not suffered in vain. However, it is foolish to continue to suffer. If you continue as an alcoholic, it will bring about mental and physical deterioration and decay. Realize that the power in your subconscious is backing you up. I got your back, I'm your subconscious, yo. Even though you may be seized with melancholia, you should begin to imagine the joy of freedom that is in store for you. This is the law of substitution. Your imagination took you to the bottle. Let it now take you to freedom and peace of mind. You will suffer a little bit, but it is for a constructive purpose. You will bear it like a mother in the pangs of childbirth, and you will, likewise, bring forth a child of the mind. Your subconscious will give birth to sobriety. Cause of Alcoholism 
The real cause of alcoholism is negative and destructive thinking. For as a man thinketh, so is he. The alcoholic has a deep sense of inferiority, inadequacy, defeat, and frustration, usually accompanied by a deep inner hostility. He has countless alibis as to his reason for drinking, but the sole reason is in his thought life. Three Magic Steps The First Step Get still. Quiet the wheels of the mind. Enter into a sleepy, drowsy state. In this relaxed, peaceful, receptive state, you are preparing for the second step. The second step. Take a brief phrase which can readily be graven on the memory and repeat it over and over as a lullaby. Use the phrase, sobriety and peace of mind are mine now, and I give thanks. This is uh, very much like the Bodoan 10-day technique here. To prevent the mind from wandering, repeat it aloud or sketch its pronunciation with the lips and tongue as you say it mentally. This helps its entry into the subconscious mind. Do this for five minutes or more. You will find a deep emotional response. The third step. Just before going to sleep, practice what Johann von Goethe, German author, used to do. Imagine a friend, a loved one in front of you. Your eyes are closed. You are relaxed and at peace. The loved one or friend is subjectively present and is saying to you, Congratulations! You see the smile. You hear the voice. You mentally touch the hand. It is all real and vivid. The word congratulations implies complete freedom. Hear it over and over again until you get the subconscious reaction which satisfies. And hey, I can attest to that. Now, just hearing that it is done, I have done it, congratulations, woo-hoo, kind of celebratory thing for whatever it is you are on the road to achieving really does have a strong effect. It worked for me. And this is just fun to say, but this is the, the next subtitle. Keep on keeping on. When fear knocks at the door of your mind or when worry, anxiety, and doubt cross your mind, behold your vision, your goal. Think of the infinite power within your subconscious mind, which you can generate by your thinking and imagining, and this will give you confidence, power, and courage. Keep on, persevere until the day breaks and the shadows flee away. Review your thought power. 1. The solution lies within the problem. The answer is in every question. Infinite intelligence responds to you as you call upon it with faith and confidence. 2. Habit is the function of your subconscious mind. There is no greater evidence of the marvelous power of your subconscious than the force and sway habit holds in your life. You are a creature of habit. 3. You form habit patterns in your subconscious mind by repeating a thought and act over and over again until it establishes tracks in the subconscious mind and becomes automatic, such as swimming, dancing, typing, walking, driving your car, etc. 4. You have freedom to choose. You can choose a good habit or a bad habit. Prayer is a good habit. 5. Whatever mental picture backed by faith you behold in your conscious mind, your subconscious mind will bring it to pass. 6. 
the only obstacle to your success and achievement is your own thought or mental image. 7. When your attention wanders, bring it back to the contemplation of your good or goal. Make a habit of this. This is called disciplining the mind. 8. Your conscious mind is the camera, and your subconscious mind is the sensitive plate on which you register or impress the picture. 9. The only jinx that follows anyone is a fear thought repeated over and over in the mind. Break the jinx by knowing that whatever you start, you will bring to a conclusion in divine order. Picture the happy ending and sustain it with confidence. 10. To form a new habit, you must be convinced that it is desirable. When your desire to give up the bad habit is greater than your desire to continue, you are 51% healed already. 11. The statements of others cannot hurt you except through your own thoughts and mental participation. Identify yourself with your aim, which is peace, harmony, and joy. You are the only thinker in your universe. And again, for those of you that haven't been following along in the entirety of my full-on episodes, I do reference Mitch Horowitz quite a bit, uh, simply because he makes the caveat of, hey, you know, we now live in a world where we realize that, yes, absolutely, the power of our mind is woo, super powerful, but we are not the only mind in our universe, and there are lots of other vibrations that we must contend with. There are lots of other causes to the effects of our life. As powerful, super powerful as our minds are, we are not the only ones running the show, clearly. However, we are absolutely having a massive influence in how the show is run. And hey, your show is your show. It's not my show. My show is my show. <laughs> 12. Excessive drinking is an unconscious desire to escape. The cause of alcoholism is negative and destructive thinking. The cure is to think of freedom, sobriety, and perfection, and to feel the thrill of accomplishment. 13. Many people remain alcoholics because they refuse to admit it. 14. The law of your subconscious mind, which held you in bondage and inhibited your freedom of action, will give you freedom and happiness. It depends on how you use it. 15. Your imagination took you to the bottle. Let it take you to freedom by imagining you are free. 16. The real cause of alcoholism is negative and destructive thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, subconscious mind, so is he. 17. When fear knocks at the door of your mind, let faith in God and all things good open the door. All right, everybody, that'll do it for Chapter 18. Yes, we are getting into it. Ooh. Let us cultivate our subconscious mind. There is a term that I really enjoy. I think it's a Greek word, telestai, and I might be pronouncing it wrong, but uh, it roughly translates into pointed ones. And uh, I think it was used, at least I discovered the reference uh, for, um, a reference for Gnostics, in which it's just these were these uh, people, ancient times, you know, uh, ancient Greek, ancient Roman, ancient, well, ancient Greek, and then in Egyptian times, they were working on some pretty crazy stuff. 
Some could say they were uh, tapping into the power of their subconscious minds. Basically, they were pointing their entirety toward being the best versions of themselves they could be. Now, this was all cashed in the idea of uh, waking up from the popular view of what religion was way back when. But the term itself, pointed ones, to me really rung true and hit me in my core. I want to be a pointed one, to be able to laser beam my whole entity in the direction in which I want to go. And that is what I want for you. That is what I want for all of us. Let us all become telestai. Let us all be laser beams, beaming in the direction without hindrance at the speed of light in the direction of a life most optimized individually for each and every one of us. So let's roll, Telestai. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for hanging. And we're getting close to it here. Two more chapters to go. I'll catch you on the next one. And thanks for hanging. All right.